Stern Show ends. And the wrap-up show. Welcome to the wrap-up show. The wrap-up show. A recap and behind-the-scenes look at the Stern Show. Call in. 888-STERN-100. The wrap-up show with John Hine and Gary Delabate. The wrap-up show. And a very pleasant good morning to you, everyone. I'm John Lieberman, in for John Hine. And Gary Delabate joins us as well. Hello, hello. This is the wrap-up show where we discuss and dissect everything that happened on the Stern Show. And we have an absolute treasure trove to get to. So let's get to it. J.D. Harmeyer spending quite a bit of time in studio with Howard discussing his girlfriend and his ongoing porn habits. J.D. will also join us to chat about that and also to talk to us about his director special, which premieres tonight at 7 on Howard 101, 7 Eastern. Scott Salem's Rabbi Slam. Howard about Howard's eulogy for Joan Rivers. Howard reacts and then Scott Salem steps in to defend his rabbi. Scott, we're hoping, will be here with us. Riley Martin gets hit on on his radio program. We'll chat about that. And Slash performs inside Howard's studio and Howard dubs him the last remaining guitar god. We have so much to slash. get to. That's Slash. That is Slash. Just that, check it. that is Slash and not Stash. The legendary disc jockey from Baltimore's 98 Rock. He was not in studio. Slash was. So we have a lot to get to. Scott Salem is sitting down in his seat uh, yeah. to chat with us. We are awaiting J.D.'s arrival. But let's start with J.D. You know, he was in studio pushing about an hour, and it all started with the I love you question. Do you have any idea what the circumstances were when you said I love you? I'm sure we were, you know, just talking and stuff and uh you know and you went i love you yeah something like that yeah we're trying to get jd down here so we can ask him if anything has changed since that conversation with howard meaning did his girlfriend subtly or not subtly call him gary and uh, remind him about the first i love you that's a good question i wonder i i mean don't you think he should know exactly when it happened don't you, you know? Don't you think he should know that? Particularly, Gary, because it's a new relationship. Right. It would be one thing if this hap started. You know, if he had been married for ten years and it started ten years ago. But the fact that it's a new relationship, I think you have to believe that he either knows or he's forgotten, and he's embarrassed about the fact that he's forgotten. I think he. I think he knows, and it, you know, just you're right. It could have gone two ways. Either he knows, and it was some. Grand gesture that's so embarrassing he doesn't want to discuss it. You know, like he put yeah. rose petals on the floor or something. Or, yeah, maybe, I mean, are you sure he said it? He, he seemed <laughs> unsure that he said it. He did. He did seem unsure. All right, so J.D. is going to head down to talk to us in just a little while. We'll get to him. But Scott Salem is here. And, Scott, you should know that the website shalomlife.com picked up the story oh, really? about your rabbi, Rabbi Potasnik, uh -huh. saying Howard diminished the holiness of Joan Rivers' funeral with his eulogy. You'll recall that you were called into the studio, Scott. Let me refresh your memory. You know this guy? He's like, yeah, oh. I, I know him for a long time. He's done a lot of family stuff. Yeah. And, and he's just such a great guy. He's so... But is he all pious no. or is he normal? No, he knows where I work and he, he laughs at it. And... um. He, I don't understand oh, wait, wait, the comments. Yeah. 
888-STERN-100. We want to hear from you about Scott, about Scott's rabbi, about JD, about JD's director special premiering, about Slash, anything you want to talk about. 888-STERN-100. Scott, now that you've had a little bit of time to reflect upon your Mm -hmm. in-studio comments, do you regret them? Why would I regret? I didn't say anything against anybody. I mean, Howard has the right to his feelings, which, you know, I, I thought it was funny what he did. I thought it was topical for, for Joan Rivers. Um, but you fiercely defended the well, rabbi. No, I said what I thought of as from what I know of him. He, he's very um, loose. You know, whenever I have a conversation with him, he, he you know, he's not. Um, an uptight guy that you know that I would think of. What sort of feedback did you get, either from your family, either from the public, from listeners, about your comments? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Only from you that you know I made bad comments. I'm not. I'm not defending. I mean, either one is correct in the way they have their opinion. But did your comments stress you out? Because I have noticed you've been smoking at a pretty (laughs) feverish rate outside of the building since you made these comments. Has your smoking increased since then? No. Not at all? No. No. Okay. No, not at all. Okay. Gary, do you feel as if Scott should have defended Howard more than defend his rabbi? Well, I mean, he he said that he thought Howard's comments were fine. This is what I get out of it because you're blowing this into like a 4:45 special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott defended Howard's comments. Scott said, you know, to the best of his knowledge, his rabbi is a pretty good guy, and you know, and those two don't necessarily have anything to do with each other. Now, should he have said, "Hey, I thought that you know my rabbi was off base"? Hey, that's what he could have said. I thought my rabbi was off base, but everyone's entitled to their opinion. And, Scott, you haven't heard from your rabbi since this. No. No, I haven't. <laughs> and you so. only see him at major family events. That's correct. I don't... Right. I don't see him another seven years. Yeah, right. Hopefully. A lo- I well, won't no, see he, him for a long, long time. But um, You said you, you saw him three years ago. Uh, Yeah, about yeah, about three years. Three or four years ago. And you mentioned, Scott, that he knew where you worked, that he's familiar mm-hmm. with your position. Yeah. How so? I mean... Do well, you, I, I worked with him... Where he works now at WABC, thirty years over thirty years ago, uh, before I I came to the show here, um, and we, obviously we've been in contact. He he married me and my wife, um, so I, I don't I don't hang out. I don't go to temple um, on a regular basis, so or any basis. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know him closely but i know him as a rabbi that's represented my family but in the past he had said complimentary things about the howard stern show right or at the very least he didn't criticize the show he didn't really criticize it but he would just make comments like boy that howard he's he's outrageous i mean you know in a joking manner nothing like you know how do you work for that guy nothing like that so he i mean he i i thought he always got the joke and i think that you know listening to the show he he appreciated the humor, but I think in his mind, because it's it's a, a temple that Howard went a little overboard. I don't think so personally, but in his mind, Ernie in California, you're live on the wrap up show, Ernie. Yeah, I wanted to know if uh, perhaps Scott has consulted this rabbi to try and remove the black cloud from his uh, from his life. You know, that's a good idea. I should have a sit down with him and uh, trying to work something out. He's a rabbi, not a witch doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, but he, can I just but he has say a something? higher calling, right? 
there's only one rabbi whose opinion counts in any of this, and that's the rabbi that was there that day. True. To me, that's the only rabbi whose opinion matters for anything. I, I and, will say, and, I will say that Howard was right in his statement that Rabbi Potasnik was not in the the temple, was not at the service, and my feeling is he didn't hear the whole thing in context and and the relationship of of what went on with the with the guest the funeral. Yeah, it's like it's like going. It's like a movie reviewer. If a movie reviewer heard from a friend that he went to go see a movie and that there was a lot of sex in it, and then he just condemned it because there was a lot of sex in it, but didn't see the movie, and maybe within the context of the movie, the sex was appropriate. You can't just condemn something you haven't seen. Absolutely, yeah. and and I can say that you look at all the media coverage, you look at all the pundits, and it was ninety nine point nine percent. Uh, what a good job Howard sure, did and how sure. he captured the spirit of Joan Rivers and he captured the, the spirit of the day. And Potasnik might be the only, the lone, <laughs> uh, dissenter, uh, at, at this point. It's even hard for me to make a full comment, but I, the comments I, I've seen Howard, that Howard has made are fine with me. I obviously didn't hear the whole thing and I wasn't there. So again, I really don't know exactly what went on so rabbi potasnik is in the same boat and maybe he should reserved his comments to know what went on i always get the impression that guys like rabbi potasnik who have who have shows you know have to have an opinion every week the show goes on whether you have an opinion or not so yeah. sometimes you have to make sure you have an opinion funny, on something when when i work there that it's a sunday morning show and it has different clergy from you know different areas we call them the god squad <laughs> you know, it was just, uh, it was, I mean, it was interesting. Did you ever get the sense, and then I want to get to Riley Martin and one of his callers trying to pick him up. Did you ever get the sense, Scott, that he actually enjoyed doing radio more than being a rabbi? No, no, he enjoyed doing radio, but he, he's a rabbi. He's very involved in, in New York City with uh, a, a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, he, but he enjoys the radio, obviously. <laughs> he, well, uh, let's yeah. let's switch gears, and I want to talk a little bit about Riley Martin. He had a caller into his program who overtly tried to pick him up. Listen. Can I tell you, it made me kind of wet, and I touched myself mm -hmm. during your show. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I appealed so, so grievously wonderful to someone, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> you just cannot get enough of Riley Martin. I mean, Gary, you could tell from Riley's tone there that he was sincerely flattered by this overture from this woman. Yeah, flattered might be one of the words. He was definitely, he was sort of getting off on it a little bit. He was digging it. And, who, you know, who wouldn't dig it? You know, although, I, I mean... He, 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 he doesn't understand she's pulling his chain. That's the best part. Well, I mean, you don't th you don't, you think that woman was really getting wet over Riley? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you wouldn't think so, but he does have a host of callers to his program who have some pretty outlandish thoughts on things and could it be in the realm of possibility that there's a woman out there who finds Riley's voice so attractive that she's turned on by it? I think it's in the sure. realm of possibility, sure. uh, knowing you know the nature of, of many of his listeners. Let me ask you this, Gary. In your 30 years plus in radio, has anybody ever called you on the air and made a pass at you overtly? Never. No, no, it's, it's never happened. 
early, early, early on in my in, in in working with Howard, I had this woman that used to show up to my appearances with her boyfriend, and she wanted to like hook up with me. And he was all about it too. And it was super creepy on a hundred levels. And she kept showing up to my appearances. And what she would do is that was really weird is she would, um, try to um, tell me that she wanted to whisper something to me and then try to stick her tongue down my throat. And it was a whole thing, which is really odd, but that was, you know, 27 and a half years ago. Scott, what about <laughs> since, you? Since you, then, nothing's happened. Uh, Scott, you've been in radio an awful long time. First question is, has anybody overtly on the air publicly tried to pick you up or express their interest in you? Not that I can recall. That would be quite a miracle. But if we if we take a step back from that, though, yeah. if we assume that this caller to Riley is real, and if we assume that this caller uh, enjoys Riley for his quasi-celebrity status, at the very least he's a radio host, sure. has anybody ever approached you at a public event because of your public status on the Howard Stern Show and made it clear that that's why they were interested in you? No. That never happened. Would you enjoy that if it happened? Not that you would act on it, but would you enjoy the attention of that happening? You always love the attention in that situation, so it would be nice and flattering, and I would say thank you very much, but, you know, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Gary, I think the question now is, do you think this caller will continue to call into Riley's show? God, I hope so. I really do. <laughs> I hope she calls every week. Just be another extra added yeah. thing I can look forward to. Oh, All right, on that note. I, I mean, my favorite, my, my favorite part was when she said, you know, do you ever, uh, um, you know, do you ever, you know, go you know, hook up with other women or something like that? And he goes, uh, I, I sometimes like to peruse the candy in the candy store. <laughs> I know that, that was great. And then he subtly reminded the caller that he was married, but it was in a very subtle passing sort of uh, throwaway line that he that he has a wife as well. So that was very interesting. J.D. Harmeyer has walked in. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, so much to discuss with J.D., not the least of which is the premiere of his director's special tonight, where he sits down with five big-name directors. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes that I want to get to with J.D. We'll also talk about he and his girlfriend, and then we'll talk about Slash as well. So much more to get to. You're listening to The Wrap-Up Show on Howard 100 and Howard 101. The Wrap-Up Show. Hi, this is Harvey Weinstein, and you're listening to The Wrap-Up Show with John Hine and Gary Delabate. And I'm John Lieberman, filling in for John Hine, joined by Gary Delabate. Scott Salem is here. J.D. Harmeyer just walked in, and we have found out one thing that delayed him. He <laughs> actually came across a massive blocks-long line for the new iPhone. J.D., first of all, we're glad you made it here. Thank you. Please describe to us what you saw. A lot of people. Uh, I'm walking down the street, and I see you know these people... Uh, you know, starting about 63rd, I'm like, man, what, what are these people lined up for? Is there a movie shooting or something or whatever? So then I keep going and I just see the lines, like, it's just going and going. I'm like, there's no way this is for the iPhone line. And the iPhone, the i, uh, the Apple store is like on 60th Street, okay? So that whole block is already filled with people. And now this whole line goes from 60th all the way down to 63rd. It might be down to 64th. So, uh, I don't know what the, it's insane. Gary, here's what I don't, here's what I don't understand. <laughs> like, I, I want to get the iPhone. I'm probably, I'm probably going to get the iPhone. 
first of all, I want to see it. You know, in, in other words, I want to hold it in my hand. So that's why I didn't pre-order one. So in a week, I'll go to the store and I will just saunter in and buy one. They right? might not have them, but yeah, you might not be able to saunter in in a yeah. week. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> two weeks. Whatever. Right? Yeah. So, like, why would I spend half my day waiting online when I could just have it in two weeks? Here's the question: When will Howard have his new iPhone? Today. He's he's supposed to have it today. Is that confirmed that he? I know he was supposed to have it today. We no. haven't confirmed that he's actually gotten it, but we think he's going to get it today. Right. And then JD, do you think he will open the show with that? on monday because he'll be so excited about it uh possibly it's one of the things um yeah so uh and and he wants to he he wanted the plus because it's bigger i you know doing the doing the features uh the plus and the the smaller version aren't really that different it's just right. it's a better battery and uh well, it's just size it's just size yeah. and, and uh, i mean i would carry the plus for this is the reason why i'm not going to get the plus it's just too big to carry around but because my old ass eyes can't read anything anymore. <laughs> exactly. The bigger one would work for me better. But it's you know, and, and I'm and I'm just. This is the last time I'm going to use this word. I refuse to be the owner of a phablet. <laughs> Scott, I actually went to the store yesterday. I saw I had the phone in my hand. Uh, amazing, thin, um, quite quite attractive phone. My son is actually <laughs> on, online. Yeah, I was I was getting uh, very 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 horny holding it. <laughs> So my son is actually online wow. in Northern California. He got online at 5 a.m. their time because the store opens at 8. He's 10th in line. So he found a, a, a store where there wasn't any line, and hope they said they were going to have him today, so hopefully he'll get one. And I'm now, gonna, while he's I'm, on, Yeah, go ahead. While he's on that line, is he plugging anything? Because it seems like if you're the first 10 people online, you're usually yeah. hired by the company to plug <laughs> no. it. So he should immediately call. Maybe he should, Sirius should hire him to start, you know, giving out free membership. Yeah, really. Yeah, I've been walking by, uh, the Apple store past couple of days and, uh, the first, you know, few people, they all have these like green shirts. And it's probably just one company. I don't know who it is, but they love their Apple. They love their products. JD, speaking of love, we alluded to it earlier in the program. The first time you told your girlfriend that you loved her, you couldn't recall it. You uh -huh. didn't remember details. Has she reminded you <laughs> of the first time since the original broadcast? Uh, she has. And it was during a, a, a talk. And, uh, you know, that's it. Take me through what she explained to you, how it went down, and did it jog your memory? I'm not going to go into full details, whatever, but it was, we were talking, and uh, I said it, and uh, and she said it. You initiated you said it. First. You said yes, it first. I said it first. Ooh, that's bad. Were so, you afraid well, that, <laughs> were you, was there ever any fear? Was it one of those things that just sort of spilled out, or was it something that you thought of? In advance, and maybe you were a little nervous that she wouldn't return. No, I mean, uh, it, 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 listen, I knew it was probably a little soon to say it, but, uh, you know, I felt it and, uh, I didn't care. So, and, and do you recall the time gap between that I love you and the previous I love you from way back when? In other words, how many years had it been since you told a female you loved her? Oh, uh, and like meant it in a serious way? Oh, God, it would have been like two or three years, probably. Well, what, how many times have you told a woman you loved her or didn't mean it? Oh, well, you know, so, you know, Gary, I tell, you know, people around here I love them and stuff. I, I, you I don't? Well, I mean it, but not like in a romantic, uh, whatever way, you know? I have a lot of love in my heart. What do you want from me? <laughs> now, your girlfriend reminded you of the I love you, and I want to play a quick clip oh, about some porn, and I want to no. see what she said about that. 
do Are it you if a I webcam had to. girl I addict? I, I don't want. To. Can you or can I just you? try? I just want to get out of this conversation because I don't like talking about well, it. So JD, what has she told you about your porn habits since the airing? Everything is fine. That's all I care to say. Was there a point when things were not fine? No. Everything has been fine. She's accepting of your habits. She is accepting of me and my, uh, for good or for better or for worse. Uh, you know, and there, you know, there's a lot of worse, but, uh, there's some better. There's a lot better. And we're going to talk yes. about your JD director special tonight. Yes. That is better. We're going to get to that in a moment. Uh, but yes, has she asked you to stop? Uh, no. No, but, you know, I'm not, I haven't, uh, I definitely haven't since the last, since I talked about it on, uh, whatever day it was, Tuesday or whatever. So you have Did not you? webcam since no, then. No. And do you have plans to do it again? Uh, listen, I don't like to paint myself in the, in corners and say, you know, uh, no, I'll never do it again and then fuck up and then, you know, be called a liar. So, uh, I, I will just say, uh, I am doing my best to, <sighs> Be good. Do you see a difference between watching porn and live porn? In your mind, do you see a difference? Uh, I mean, I know you see a difference for what it does for you, per- but do you see a difference on how somebody as a, an outsider might view it? Personally, I don't because they're sort of say, it's like going to a strip club, kind of. Uh, it, it might even be safer to go into a strip club, but, uh, you know, it, you know and, and not saying, you know, certain things happen to strip clubs. I wish they did or I'd go a lot more. Or I would have gone a lot more, <laughs> but uh, but see, one's one's a voyeuristic activity. Watching porn is 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 no, they're voyeur. both voyeuristic. No, no, and the other one is is, is an interactive activity. Uh, you're having kinda. you're having an interaction with a person. And I think that's a much more personal thing, and I can understand why a woman might say that's a little bit too much. It's more personal, like when you get to like sort of know each other and stuff like that. It is, but but even if I went, to, even if I wanted today and there was a stranger and I was like, "You do this, I'll do that. You do this, I'll do that." That's a personal well, interaction. I, uh, okay. All right, Gary. Whatever. Chris in Florida, you're live on the wrap up show. Chris. Hey JD, I just wanted to ask you when are you going to grow up here and bring your girlfriend in and profess your love in front of everyone to it? Uh, well, I've I've done it before in front of people. I don't have to do it necessarily publicly. I don't know what what that has to do with growing a pair. <laughs> do you think she would ever be interested in coming in here and speaking to you with Howard? I I highly doubt it. Have you discussed that possibility? Yeah, uh, there's a bit that uh, I have to record with her that uh, she sort of uh, <laughs> she I, I, you know she she might not exactly go through with all of it, but. Uh, you know, coming on the, coming on the show and being interviewed, she's not doing. <laughs> but she's open to at least participating if it makes you happy. A little bit, yeah. Well, listen, it wouldn't necessarily make me happy. I'm trying to be some sort of a team player here. But, uh, yeah. We're going to let you off the hook a little oh, bit because God. tonight, tonight, yes. at 7 p.m. Eastern on Howard 101, yes. is the JD Director Special. You sat with five big-name directors mm-hmm. to learn how to be a director. Mm-hmm. I heard on Howard 100 News yesterday that you were so stressed out about this that you actually got sick. <laughs> well, I I was a little sick beforehand. Uh, you know, I had a little, little tickle in the throat. 
But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm sure I was definitely trying to be as prepared as possible, and I'm sure that didn't really help with my immune system. Most people would be flattered, number one, thrilled and excited, number two, to sit down with five big-name directors like Paul Feig, Jonathan Liebsman, uh, Stephen Quayle, Rob Corddry, Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. Were you thrilled, or did you feel forced to do this? Uh, well, it was a little, I mean, obviously I didn't exactly, uh, pitch this, uh, it wasn't exactly my doing, uh, I'm not looking to be an interviewer really, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was good to meet, uh, you know, the guys and Guillermo and, uh, you know, I know Feig and Cordry. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was good. Stay right there because when we come back, I want to talk to you about your outfit choice. Apparently, many of the directors made comments about it <laughs> and how you prepared mentally, emotionally, and physically uh -huh. to sit down with these directors. You're listening to the wrap up show on Howard 100 and Howard 101. We'll be right back. Stay there. The wrap up show. Hey, this is Flash, and you're listening to The Wrap-Up Show with John Hine and Gary Delabate. And I'm John Lieberman, filling in for John Hine here on The Wrap-Up Show. John will be back Monday, joined by Gary Delabate. Scott Salem is here. J.D. Harmeyer is here. John in Maryland, you're live on The Wrap-Up Show. John. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Doing um, well. Good, good, good. I'm, JD, I'm calling to stick up for you, man, because I'm, I'm getting real irritated what they're trying to do to you, bro. They're trying to sabotage you, man. <laughs> well, thank you. In what way, John? Listen, the guy has a budding relationship. My man just got into it, you know, within the last six months. It's progress over progress over the past couple of years. You guys trying to make this woman and bring his woman in there and, and, you know, use him as a spectacle, man. You guys are putting him on the, uh, on the chopping block way too early. Where was Richard Christie's girlfriend? You know, his little freaking nature self finally got somebody to hold on to. Nobody needs Christy, Christy come in the studio. That's a fair point. We actually knew her before he knew her. Yeah, well, you can um, still bring her in. <laughs> right. But the thing, uh, J.D., he brings up an interesting point, because uh -huh. anything is as much as you want it to be. You said there's a bit that you have to do. Yes. Right? Yes. Do you have to do it? Uh, I think, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, people here would like me to do it. So, uh, well, what would you like? Uh, I would, I, I, I exactly. <laughs> I don't really want to <laughs> deal with any, any of it, but, uh, you know, you, you, uh, let me ask you this. I'm trying to be, again, I'm trying to be a team player here as good as I can. And you are. Nobody's ever said that you're not a team player. Oh, yeah, let huh. me ask you this, JD. Yes. You have this budding romance. Mm -hmm. Will you spend tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern with the love of your life listening to the premiere of your director's special? Uh, no. Why? W will you listen to it with her at all? Uh, probably not unless she wants to. I'm not looking to listen to it. But why wouldn't <laughs> she want to? Huh? Why wouldn't she want to hear she what? She might want to hear it. Uh, and, uh, she might. Uh, if she, she's got a car and stuff, <laughs> if we went out to, if we were going out to Comic Con in two weekends, right, right. now, would you ask her to come with you? What do you mean? In, in other words, like, you like guys go, go out to San Diego or whatever? Yeah, like in other words, I'm going, she'd want to come. In other words, I'm going out to San Diego to work, but I got a hotel room. Yeah, and you'll know, have to do something, you know, this day, this day, this day. But I have a lot of extra time. Uh huh. Would you like to come with me and 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 enjoy some time in San Diego? Would you invite her? Uh, I mean, if she wants to. 
I guess. Uh, I see with stuff like that, it's more like work. So I don't necessarily know. I'd like immediately think about asking her. Like I'd be more worried about the the professional angle and what mm-hmm. the hell I'm doing out there and stuff. But uh, uh, you know. But JD, your girl loves Comic Con stuff. She's into that. She does. So uh, yes, I probably if if somehow I end up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's, here's, going out there again. Uh, here's a, sure here's a good, try and get her out there. Here's a question for you. We, yes. Mary and I were just talking about this last night. Mm-hmm. So coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, I'm having everybody up to the house on a Sunday for from the fantasy football team. Uh huh. At which point Mary said to me, hey, might be fun to ask Debbie Hine and Beth Berry, <laughs> who she knows, you know, to come on up. Uh-huh. And so if Mary were going to do a lunch, with all the wives' girlfriends, <laughs> and we invited your girlfriend, would you let her come? Uh, or would you want her to come? Uh, uh, I, let, let her. Uh, yeah, if she wants to go, she can go. Uh, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, uh, distance and, and time, uh, you know, things that uh, it might not allow her to or whatever, but she can do well, whatever she wants. That brings up another point because I know it's a little bit of a there's a little bit of distance and you yeah. really cherish your time. Uh huh. Is there an, is there a chance that you would blow off coming up to hang with us because you'd rather be with her? Uh, possibly. What? <laughs> because, because you're out of the league, my man. Because he doesn't see her that much. Right. Because it's a long distance relationship, JD, and you don't get to see her that much, right? <laughs> this is dude, this is bros' day. Come hey. on, dude. Hey, let let's well, get listen. Let's see, let's I I, come, I I deal with those situations as they come. So whatever you figure out a day, we'll, we'll figure it out then. And you'll check your calendar. Yeah, I don't right? live too far away from JD, and I am on the lookout wherever I go. <laughs> yeah, right, that's let, what I don't need. <laughs> J.D., let's get back to your director special tonight. Yes, I want to ask you this. How did you choose your outfit? What did you wear? And what thought process went into that choice? <laughs> what did I wear at Comic-Con? Uh, well, uh, I'm not big into comics or whatever, So, but I did want to sort of, quote-unquote, fit in. <laughs> so, And I did the, the douchey thing. It just went to, there's a comic book store in Midtown, and I just bought like a bunch of comic book shirts, uh, like Superman and stuff like that. And then I had a, uh, uh, a, a sort of suit sort of jacket, uh, but it, it feels like a sweat jacket, but it looks like a suit jacket. And you sweat and profusely. I, I, I did. Well, it was hot, uh, you know, and uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, air coming in there out of the room. And uh, John, John, after said, what, what, he, he, what he tried to say, it didn't fully say, he had a sports coat yeah. that was made out of sweatshirt material. So it it it, it 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 looked from a distance it looked good up close it looked a little interesting and it looked like one of those things that was going to make him sweat a lot and it did <laughs> well, it was, ni- it was ninety time. degrees out there right yeah, well how did you prepare mentally to sit down with these directors I mean you're talking about big name directors Guillermo del Toro Rob Corddry you know these are big name guys how did you prepare mentally uh, you know what it, it's just I, I tried to uh, be as prepared as possible with questions and. Uh, and, uh, me and Jason came, you know, uh, Jason helped out a lot, uh, you know, with the questions and, and sort of putting them in sort of a, a, a good order and, uh, stuff. And, you know, I just tried to say, hey, this is, you're just like talking to somebody. There's, you know, that's that. Yeah. I mean, JD, one of the great things that JD had going for him on this, which was awesome for him to start for the first time was every one of those people was a fan, knew who he was. Like, I mean, Guillermo del Toro, I think wanted to pick him up and hug him, you know, because no, because he really he just loves the show so much. So the ne- so the next test is I'd like to see JD interview, say a Rob Reiner, 
you know, somebody like that. No, no, and see I, how he does well, that. I tried to get, I wanted to get like David Fincher. I wanted to get Paul Thomas Anderson. But, but Gary brings up a good point. These are all huge fans of the show. They're huge fans of yours. What have you done to follow up with them and try to capitalize on this moment? Whether it means go direct a scene in one of their upcoming projects. How have you capitalized on this? I don't know if there, you can really necessarily capitalize. I, I don't want to be like, you know, some guy like, hey, I interviewed you. Uh, can I direct something now or whatever? So there's something, you know, if, listen, if they want to do something or whatever, for God knows what reason, I, I would love to, or I'd love to watch them work and stuff. But uh, uh, lately, my focus has been uh, this show. But so. you are interested, if I'm hearing you right, you are interested in further directorial projects. Uh, yeah, if, if something, uh, if I'm really in, into something and I want to, and I feel I can do something with it, uh, yeah. And quickly, your favorite moment from sitting down with these directors, what's your favorite moment? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. It was all, there's great, mo- I mean, Guillermo was awesome to talk to and, uh, and, uh, Feig, I know him for a while and, and even the guy Quail. Uh, I didn't know him or anything, and I thought that, you know, we, we started off well. And interviewing uh, Liebsman in the back of a bar, <laughs> that was kind of fun, uh, you know. And Guillermo del Toro wanted to be friends with you. He wanted to spend time with you. Is that correct? Oh, I don't know. If he does, he can. Oh, <laughs> because we're, we're, our sources are saying that he wanted to spend some time with you. Yeah, let's Jenny, see. Who he, he definitely invited you to that crazy room that he has okay, at his yeah, house. Well, oh, not, yeah, yeah. So he invited you yeah, to spend time with you. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm not in Los Angeles, so what do you right, want from me? Let's just, when John asked the question, let's not ask like you don't know what he's talking about. Oh, right. I didn't know. Uh, that's like, you know, do you want to go out to a party or something? You want to hang out? You want to have some drinks? He didn't say anything like that. No, no, but he did open the door. Like, in other words, if I were you and I really, really, you know, we're interested. I would be next vacation. Go, hey, maybe I'll go out to L.A. and I'll give him a buzz. And I want to go to his house and see that room because he seemed more than happy to host you. Yeah, I would love to go to the house. I have, uh, I gotta, uh, I don't have like all this money and stuff to. Do. I gotta figure out when I'm seeing my parents. I gotta figure out when I'm seeing my girlfriend. I got a lot of things to figure out. Very complicated life. Yeah, that's sounds like some excuses. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well this is why I don't leave the house. JD, don't have kids and don't get a dog and don't send people. Oh, to I don't, like, I don't, everybody's busy. I don't plan on. Well, don't yell at me for trying to figure out when I'm going to see the, the, his man house. I, I don't want to see it. Man Maybe house. I will one day if I'm out there. Who, who's yelling now? <laughs> All right. Well, let's just say, JD, yes. I, for one, and I know everybody in this room and probably in this building and in this city <laughs> are looking forward to the JD director special. It premieres tonight, Glued 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Howard 101. Have you heard it in its entirety? I have not. I haven't. Uh, they sent me the email with the interviews, and I, I just haven't listened to it. All right. Well, we'll be listening. We, we will definitely be listening. We have to get to Lisa for some headlines. Unfortunately, we ran out of time, but I did want to point out, you know, Howard <laughs> continues to tweet about he, about uh, Slash and his interview with him. Howard sent a tweet out recently. Uh, been a big fan of Slash for a long time. Here we are in 1996, and he posted a photo of that. So we know that Howard had a, uh, a wonderful time in studio with Slash, uh, calling him uh, the last remaining guitar god. So um, we just wanted to point that out. That's an interview worth listening to and a performance worth listening back to as well. Lisa, what's coming up in the Howard Winters News? Big day today, John. It's Eric the Actor's 12th anniversary of his first appearance on The Stern Show. (laughs) You're going to hear several stories about this big occasion, an interview with Eric himself to reactions and memories from the staff and celebrity superfans. Plus, you'll hear a word 
worldwide exclusive with Mr. Marianne from Brooklyn. Julie's ah, wow. got that one. Wow. It's like being married to the mother of the whack pack. Nailed it. Also, we checked out Baba Booey's baby picture. It's on our social media sites, on Twitter. Not a baby on picture. It's a ca- I'm, I'm like, You're like four three. Picture. All right. Four, three, so four, we have four. a reaction picture. about that. Yeah, yeah. My son saw the reaction last night on the internet. He was horrified. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pictures of horses and camels with big teeth. How dare they? How dare they? And you'll learn more than you want to know about the very personal places Jason Kaplan takes his iPhone. And coming up oh, today on Libra and Live, Not really. after the Michael Brown shooting, should cops be required to wear cameras? Today's whack panel of Riley Martin and Nicole Bass are joined by attorney Sean Roman to debate this sensitive Topic. You topic visit. certainly, Lisa, don't want to miss that. Leave them in live. 445 Eastern. and on demand. And, of course, Howard 100 News all day. Listen to those exclusives that my colleagues are coming up with left and right. Lisa, what would you like to plug as we wrap oh, up our wrap-up uh, show? I'm on Instagram now and Twitter. Same handle at LisaG30D. Scott Seelan. I'm at Scott the Bowler, and I can't wait to see who gets injured this week on my fantasy team. Probably three or four other guys that aren't injured at this point. So I'll tweet that out uh, over the weekend, and <laughs> follow me there, and you'll find out who gets hurt. Gary Delabate. <laughs> I would like to take my time to send, send out a very special special message to somebody who's very important to us at the wrap-up show. Aragon and his lovely fiance Michelle, will Ooh. be getting married this weekend. Yeah. We wish them the best hey. of luck. Hey. We'll have to see fic- pictures of the wedding. He was smart enough not to invite any of us. I think it was a great <laughs> yeah, exactly. idea. Exactly. Yeah, really. But and really, is- good luck, Al. Good luck. And I echo that. He is turning red right now, Gary, uh, because of your comments. Congratulations, He's a good, Al. He's a good, uh, he's a really important part of the wrap-up show, and we appreciate what he does. Oh, he's one of the best around here on a number of different programs <laughs> and duties. J.D.? Uh, yeah, this is a special, 7 p.m., uh, Howard 101. Uh, and you can tweet me, Instagram me, uh, JD Harm on Twitter, JD Harmeyer on Instagram, whatever. Good stuff. Shuli's popped his head in. Shuli. Uh, tonight I'll be in Freehold, New Jersey. You can follow me at Shalom Shuli on Twitter for uh, all ticket info. Freehold, New Jersey, tonight. Excellent. You can follow me on Twitter at Reporter John, at Reporter J O N. It's been a pleasure filling in for John Heim this week. But John Heim will be back on Monday. So we're all Ooh. looking forward to that. John will be back on Monday. Thanks again for listening to the wrap up show here on Howard 100. And Howard 101. Have a great weekend. Jason in love in the shower. No more bullshit. This is a Howard 100 news brief. I'm Mike Hambrick. Stern Show senior producer Jason Kaplan pulling no punches when discussing the best way to start his day in the shower. It's Howard 100 News in depth. The Stern Show senior producer Jason Kaplan isn't singing in the shower. I love jerking off in the shower. You know, like, I'm going to put that out there. It's, uh, it's a good, you know, it really gets your day started. It's easy. The cleanup is easy. The soap is great. It's a, you know, I mean, really. So he's admittedly uh, <clears throat> equipped himself to take the task high tech. So I put an iPhone into a Ziploc bag and brought it in, and it worked. I don't. There's not a regular thing. It's actually a big pain in the ass to do on a regular basis. 
basis, but I've done it. But now that he's moved to a larger house in the suburbs, is he still wrapping the phone to rub one out? I actually have a bigger bathroom now than, than the New York City or Hoboken, you know, tiny little itty-bitty bathrooms where you can't do something like that. So, yeah, there's also, I mean, I could probably, I don't want to brag, but I could probably mount the, tele- the entire television in my bathroom. So the, the possibilities are endless. And I'll tell you what, because I like you, Brett, a lot, and I love, your, I love your moxie. If I do any sort of masturbating updates in the bathroom, how to 100 News, and specifically you, Brett Larson, will be the first to know about it. It's a story we'll stay in touch with. Um, continue to follow. Stay tuned. Brett Larson, Howard 100 News. Follow the Howard Stern Show on Twitter. Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash Stern Show. Now that another successful AGT season is in the history books, will life return to normal in the household of Marianne from Brooklyn? It's Howard 100 News, behind the scenes. Does he enjoy when you're gone at AGT? He, he doesn't mind. He's happy because when uh, he's happy, I'm happy. So happy wife, happy wife. She is the queen of America's Got Talent and the den mother of the Wack Pack. Some of us have even spent time in her box. She is Marianne from Brooklyn. And now that AGT is over, I was curious to hear about Marianne's husband and the sad reality that Marianne will now be home every Tuesday and Wednesday night. Well, one thing I can tell you about Marianne Marianne is when she leaves the house, she never leaves her man hanging. I do all my wifely duties like I always do, and I cook and I get everything prepared, and he comes home to a nice food and uh, everything he needs, his running clothes are ready, he's happy, and now he's going to be stuck with me Tuesday and Wednesday night again. I feel sorry for me. He's going to have to watch the shows I want to watch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he prepared to, to be married five days a week again? No, he's not. But, talk, you know, what is he going to do? For better or worse, the tickets in his house, ABC or no ABC. Julie Agar. Howard 100 News. This day in Howard history, September 19th, 2002. Current wrap-up show host John Hine came in as just show guest John Hine to promote his book and website, Jump the Shark. Howard and John talked about the makings of the website. And, and you were just sitting there and you decided to start the website? Well, what happened is I needed to learn HTML for uh, for web classes and stuff. And so I'm like... you, HTML. HTML. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. why not? And so I put up the site just as a joke among some of my friends. And uh, they did the initial votes and it just took off and it w- totally wasn't intended to be what it became. In case you don't know what Jump the Shark means, it means when do TV shows, when do music, when does anything go bad? Yeah. What is the episode that made the TV show bad? This day in Howard history. Another Howard 100 News brief at the top of the hour, or as close as we can get. Howard 100.